Hi, this is Jenny Shear with Stratagon, and we're coming to you live from Advent Coworking in Charlotte, North Carolina. Today's podcast is all about business development, and who better to talk with than Stratagon's very own business development director, Michael Christian, and new business specialist, Abigail Lind. Hi, Jenny. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for having us here today. Hey, I'm so excited about today. It's going to be a great conversation. Yeah. So this is officially Stratagon's second podcast, so we're still kind of newbies, but really excited to dive into this topic today. But Hoping getting better with each one. Yeah, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So let's start off, just to kick us off, let's start with the basics. How does Stratagon define business development? So business development is all about promoting and brand awareness of our marketing managed services and just everything we do at Stratagon. So we are all about connecting with potential clients. We basically have conversations with people. We want to be helpful and we want to see where there might be business problems and challenges and see where we can fill in the gaps, see if we're a good fit and help them solve problems. That's really what we're all about is being helpful, solving problems, and moving forward. Absolutely. So what does that mean for Stratagon as an agency for our clients, whether current or prospective, and also the Charlotte business community as a whole, and and Greensboro as well? Yeah, so we do kind of span the state, but we are also actually a global company. A lot of people don't necessarily know that. We have clients all over the place. So, you know, here we're an ambassador in our own community for the agency, but then, you know, more widespread for the business and public community and for our clients as a whole. So looking at your day-to-day roles in the office, I get to see Michael every day. Abigail, Mm -hmm. I don't unfortunately get to see you every day, but tell me, tell us all a little bit more about what your typical workday looks like within business development. No, I'll take that if you don't mind. They varies. It depends on what we've got on the, on the docket. Majority of what we're doing is basically prospecting, looking for new clients, trying to find a fit through the channels that we've kind of uh, created, whether it's out networking uh, in the community or if it's answering inquiries through our internet portal, trying to just to, to, to try to find a good fit for our client services to be able to deliver the, the products that they do. We write contracts. There's quite a few contracts we write to, to engage for projects and for retainers. And then a fair amount of the business we do is with existing customers. A lot of our customers dip their toe into the digital marketing game with a small project or retainer. And as they start to see ROI and can articulate that throughout the ranks in their business and show that, they start to double down, either moving monies from other projects they've had or other things they've done marketing into this space. And so a lot of times we do a lot of what I call upsell and resell of existing services within that. We also take a fair amount of time of being in the community and trying to add our expertise where we can to help the community grow, whether it's through nonprofits or through other organizations that are uh, industry focused. We host a hug, which is called a HubSpot user group in Greensboro, the triad area. And we also are very affiliated with the one here in the Charlotte area. So those are all things we do on a daily basis, as well as help our own game, meaning we do social media posts, we do promotion of writing blogs and, and doing things stuff like this, podcasts, just anything we can do to kind of just articulate our brand and get it out there is what we do on a daily basis. No two days are the same. That is for sure. (laughs) So jumping back into the landscape of digital marketing and the fact that it's changing every day, what does this mean for both our current and our prospective clients when it comes to helping them reach their goals? Yeah. So digital marketing does change every day. 
a lot internally of what we do is we constantly are learning. We're learning about the platforms that are out there. We're constantly keeping each other in check about our, you know, what our knowledge is. And we make sure that we do that on a day-to-day basis with our team. But just in general, it's wide open. It's not what it used to be. You know, used to throw ads out basically into wherever. Mm -hmm. This is not Mad Men anymore. We're not just standing around, you know. just coming up with words. Yes, words are important, but it's how you can really directly reach your audience in the right way at the right time with the right tools. And, you know, it's really exciting that we can do that, but it's just also, you know, there's a lot to it. And and we like to help clients make sure that we can help them reach their goals, whether they're, you know, a fortune 100 company all the way down to a small business startup, just trying to make their way in this space. And that's really important for us to meet people where they are, really dig in, look at what they have and what they need. And then when it comes to the tools we're using, you know, a lot of them, you can start in a freemium type and and grow with you, which is great. And, And we love to be able to partner with with platforms that can allow that access, no matter the size of the business. So it definitely sounds like there's an increase in in the ease of entry. But with that being said, what keeps companies from jumping in already? Man, there's a long list. A lot of it is the fear of the unknown. Right. And I think that's what Abigail and I do a lot is we spend a lot of our day educating, mm-hmm. just understanding what is possible, what they can do with their resources. But a chief concern is always cost. You know, and I think that's from age old additive is that people always thought, oh, if I want to do advertising or do marketing per se, it's going to cost us a lot of money. And it really isn't. Like I said, I think this is this is probably the pinnacle of the the market, meaning ease of access is probably the best it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Abigail mentioned there's things, everything from freemium up to premium kind of platforms that don't cost a lot to get into. There's still know-how and kind of a, a, a timetable to to get to understand and how to navigate through those platforms. But there, a lot of them now are drag and drop versus code like they used to be. But cost is kind of in three buckets. And there's platform costs. So a lot of times you'll need these platforms to make your operation easier, more efficient. And there's sometimes, there's some they're all in one and there's some that are kind of bifurcated. You got to piece them together. We call it the Frankenstein. And sometimes having 15 different platforms to run it might be cheaper, but is it really cheaper for your time? Right. You know, if the, if the platforms don't talk to one another, if the platforms don't integrate very well or get the information out of it, it doesn't make sense. Or if you can buy one that may be a little more higher cost, but it's all in one, it may be easier to do. There's also advertising costs. If you think about everything from promotion on social to doing like Google ads, those all have a cost to it and they scale depending on what what subject matter you're trying to promote and when you're trying to promote it, it ranges. But we have clients that have started out as low as a couple hundred dollars a month all the way up to a couple thousand dollars a month. It all depends on what your goals are and how you're trying to reach those. And then managed services. That's just, you know, things like Stratagon here. If you want to have an expert help you like the line Stratagon, there's a cost. You know, it's just basically time material. It's not as expensive as it used to be. I think it's more affordable and the blended rate really helps people get into that that realm. Another kind of point of entry that people use as an excuse is people don't think that their business is won or lost by the Internet. You know, the Internet used to be more of a brochure or legitimizer. Oh, you have a website. That's great. But it's no longer that that your digital presence should be your hardest work employee you have. It's an employee that, that shouldn't call out sick. That's always working 24 hours a day looking for lead generation, providing information, answering questions for that. 
Um, but it, it, it needs to be changed in the mindset of a lot of people. We have a lot of customers who work through in the B2B sector of manufacturing and they'll tell you, oh, Michael, we've been around for 40 years. Everybody knows us. Well, the first question back is, is everybody a customer? Well, no. Well, why is that? Well, you know, there's a certain amount of the market that's grain. What I say is moving out. They don't connect the way they used to. There's a certain amount. And even now, all of us, everything starts with a keyboard search. If you can't find what the answers you're looking for before you connect with somebody, you normally don't go any further with that relationship. You want to find out as much as you can to be educated before you engage. So that's another, you know, kind of a barrier. But those are kind of the general two that I find that are, that are probably the most prominent that when we talk to customers. What about when you're engaging with customers? What exactly are they looking for? When they're coming to Stratagon, what is it that sets Stratagon apart from other agencies? And what is it that helps us meet their needs? You know, one big thing that we always hear, especially from marketers, is lead generation. Sales teams want leads, right? Everybody wants leads, of course. Leads, yay. But, you know, that's how you sell more. And that's one of the things that we do. We have ways to make sure that people will visit your website that is a tool to use for sales and marketing. Now, everything is also about data. Data is everywhere. It's either really a great thing to use and it's helpful or, you know, some people see it as a little bit creepy, but we have to know that it's there and it's there for our use and we can get data on potential customers, what they're doing, where they're spending their time, which social platforms, et cetera. And that data also helps us to shorten the sales cycle, whether it's for us or, you know, for our clients, we can help with sales enablement and help them reach their goals in that way. And also we can do research to you know, find out about what their competitors are doing and get a leg up on that. And then the last way is just to brand themselves you know, customers need to have a way to tell their story and bring people into their story, not just, oh, this is who we are. We're awesome. But this is why we want you to be involved with who we are, because we have a passion for what we do. And we help our customers tell their stories in the right way. And then the decision makers on the other end are going to see that and be pulled in and want to be a part of that. It's not necessarily sales anymore. If you really, really see the bigger picture and people are part of that and they want to be part of what you're doing. When you're describing that to a customer, exactly what you just said, how quick are they to jump on board with that mm -hmm. idea? Some quicker than others and some not so quick. I mean, I think it's a new concept for a lot of people. So some people need time to digest it. Sometimes the people that we're talking to initially get it right away, but there's still some internal selling they have to do. They don't write the checks or sign the contracts. So they've got to go back with information and try to convey it in a way that gets them you know, resources, get some time, get some money, whatever they need to get this done. But a typical sales cycle for us could be anywhere from three to almost 12 months. I, I know that's kind of hard to, for some people mm -hmm. to fathom, but it depends on how big it is. I mean, there's some that, you know, we work with even pre-revenue companies and every dollar counts. They may have four or $5 million of VC money, but every dollar that has to be accounted for and that has to be, be shown where it's going. And it may take them a long time to decide to pull the trigger to do that. But we're patient. I mean, I told a customer actually this morning is I want you to run to me to want to sign. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to still have hesitation at the time when you're putting pen to paper. Uh, it needs to be a very organic and very like, yes, I understand exactly what I'm getting into and I understand every possible pitfall. There's still going to be some that we don't see around the corner, but we're going to try to give you as much insight as possible. But 
it's it's one of the things that we have to kind of play the odds and say we know exactly what to expect, but there may be some variables we can't predict. But not everybody is quick to it. It just takes some time. What are some of those variables or even like common barriers or hesitations that you get from clients about the digital landscape or a marketing strategy that you're proposing? I would tell you that I, I see three types of customers. I see one is the person that is brand new to the whole game. They've been in the business for 20 years, but it's all been on a, a handshake and a back slap. Mm-hmm. It's no, not, never been on a digital landscape or any marketing, so to speak. And they just need to be educated. They just know what they're getting into because they're very leery of it. You know, they can buy a new piece of equipment and understand how to monetize that. But this marketing has always been squishy. But nowadays with it being more data driven, it's more analytical. They can see that. But it may take some time. Um, there's also the, the second customer we deal with is somebody that's done a little bit before and either it hasn't gone well or they've actually even gotten burned. And they're even harder because they're like, we did SEO with the company last time. Well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, you might have gotten what the contract stated, but it wasn't what you needed. Right. So maybe the right questions weren't asked up front or maybe the, the right partner wasn't in the room to be able to execute all the way through. But that that's a very common one where we come in and have to really do some deeper education and some deeper discussions Mm -hmm. to make sure they feel comfortable getting back in the waters because before it wasn't good. And then we have the last person is what I call the one that always thinks they can scale it and do it internally. Mm -hmm. They start listening to you and say, okay, well, I see that you're going to do this. Maybe I can find a person out there that can do this for us internally. And they might be able to, but to be able to do all things, you know, we talk about this all the time is we, we get these these inquiries from job postings where they're looking for unicorns, you know, somebody that can know the Adobe, that can do HTML, that knows HubSpot, Pardot, Marketo, all these things. They may know about it, but being able to, to execute through the platform at an efficient level is probably non-existent. And then also being able to do it in an efficient way. It's like that person may know about it, but actually deploying the actual stuff and doing it is almost impossible for a single person to do it. So we always say our services are typically about the, the cost of a headcount but you're getting 20 persons with expertise in different fields rather than just one. Right. But those are the three mm-hmm. typical ones that I run into on a, on a daily basis. What are expectations from customers when they're entering into a project or a retainer? Uh, they want it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I think level setting and setting expectations are important. I think, you know, some businesses, there's ways to show quick wins as you're building the, the foundational elements out. Uh, and there's some that they come with us with zero and you have to really set expectations, let them know this is going to take us six to nine months or six to 12 months to get this really rolling. But once you invest in that, you'll see that it goes. But I think being very upfront and talking about that, pulling in client services and letting them know that this is what's going to take. But there's ways you can expedite it, but it just comes at a cost. If you want to do more digital advertising to prime the pump, you may have to do that. But hopefully over the life of the retainer, you won't have to rely on those ads as much. You can basically wean off of it and rely on your organic content. But if you're closing deals and and bulling in revenue, you may say, let's push the gas and double down on the ads. Let's get more of that. So it all really depends on on that customer. But I think being upfront and setting expectations is very important. Absolutely. So to sum it all up, what would you say is the best starting point for someone when they're engaging with an agency or building out a marketing strategy? Well, for us, it's conversation. It's not pushy. It is. It's funny because a lot of our prospects kind of are like, 
you're asking a lot of questions. Like this is really intense, you know, but we don't want it to feel that way. We want to really learn as much about the organization as possible to ensure that we are putting the pieces together in the right way. You know, we've found so much recently that people are doing their business in silos. They're not connecting the dots to, to all the areas that they really need to grow sales, service, marketing, they should all go together so that the company can grow as a whole. Because if you've got all these different departments doing great things, but they're not actually doing them together, then, you know, it's going to cause problems and they're not going to be able to meet goals together. So that's one thing, you know, that we work with teams on. Sometimes there's one marketer or maybe there's multiple marketers, but you know, they're not working well with the salespeople. It really just, we have to look at the big picture to put it all together and then help them unify. And then also maybe the person we're speaking with also needs to kind of do some internal selling on their end to have buy-in from the whole organization to be able to work with us because that's really important. You know, we want it to be a good fit. We want to make sure that the relationship is strong and that's what we do because Everything we do is working together and growing together. And that's what, you know, really makes us unique and because we care and we want to help them. Anything with that, Michael? No, you, you said it perfectly. I think the conversation, what starts at all, it's a little bit of a discovery. Even this morning, we had a conversation with somebody that was like, you're asking some really good questions. I'm like, that's the only way to understand what we're getting into. It's, it's just as much of a part of us interviewing you as we're interviewing the company we're working mm -hmm. with. It's a very intimate relationship marketing. I mean, some of our account managers, as you would know, talk to their clients daily. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's important that you have an understanding of, of what's out there and what the landscape is. More importantly, what the the goals are. So you guys are in accord with that. If you're not in accord with that, it's doomed from the start. But I think it starts with a conversation and we're not as pushy as we probably need to be um, or we could be. But I think it's important that, like I said earlier, is I want them to initiate the fact that they want to work with us. You know, I don't want it to feel like they're being pushed into a corner and it's something they have to do and they just sign on the line without knowing what's going on. They need to be well informed. You know, I think it's one of the old men's, uh, Warehouse is like an educated customer is the mm -hmm. best customer. I mean, I, I subscribe to that yeah. wholeheartedly. I think it's important that they know exactly what's entailed because a big part of it is um, we have customers where we are basically de facto marketing. We do everything soup to nuts or we and we have some that we're just doing a small portion of the overall marketing. But it's very important that we define the roles on both ends. So there's nobody waiting on one another to get things done because that that could be a challenge. If, if I'm if we're waiting on somebody to approve content to go on a blog and it goes out late, the customer doesn't really like that. They don't, they want, they, they just know they want their information when they need it. And so it's important for us to get our ducks in a row in communication to be able to do that. But no, it just, it starts with a conversation and that's what I'll, I'll leave it at that. Absolutely. Alrighty guys. Well, thanks so much for coming in today and being on our second podcast. I definitely learned a lot from both of you guys. Okay. And also thanks so much to Advent Coworking for hosting us today on their free podcast day. Oh, thank you for facilitating this. One, this is a great, great forum for us to be able to share a lot of things that we learn on a daily basis that we're doing, but also a fantastic space. I mean, who... Whoever hasn't seen this space before, you got to come down and check this out. This is a really neat uh, format and very comfortable space to have this kind of conversation. And thank you, Advent, for letting us do this. Absolutely. Yeah. And also, if anyone wants to connect with Michael and I on LinkedIn, we are 
definitely active on there and love mm-hmm. to share helpful information. And again, start a conversation. We're always uh, up for that. We love, we love chatting, you know, <laughs> and Thank if you're, you, yeah, absolutely. And if you're curious about what's going on with Stratagon right now, as we're gearing up for inbound, um, in September, we'll have our next triad HubSpot user group coming yeah. up. So make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms to stay up to date with all the cool stuff that we're doing. Yeah. Uh, make sure to say hello and hopefully we'll be coming at you live with some more podcasts in the future. Thank you guys. Appreciate the conversation. Yeah, absolutely.